Good afternoon, everybody. This is Ricard on The Real Word. This is episode six of the second season. I'm here with my co-host. Your boy, Pastor Santa, come on with good family. And we're here with a very special guest. Introduce yourself. Um, hi, my name is Angie Noel. Shout out to Angie for coming through. And today we have a special episode for you guys. We thank everyone who's been watching the show. We thank everybody that's been supporting. Shout out to everyone that has helped us to get this far so far. So we thank you all for always supporting, always watching, always watching the show, and everyone that has been, that has contributed to the show. Shout out to Stefan. Shout out to everyone that played a key role in helping us to get thus far. We want to first and foremost thank our guests for coming on tonight. And um, before we begin, I want to give a shout out to Alexandria. Shout out to you for watching us and for those who have been watching us in a consistent basis and everything like that. So tell the people who you are, because you've been watching the show for, for how, how, long, how, how long you been watching the show for now? Um, I have. Uh, I think when you guys first started, I started watching it. Um, I haven't been really consistent, but once in a while I would watch the show, and especially when you guys first started. <laughs> and what was yeah. your thoughts when you first started? Um, I liked it. I, it was about real topics, about real things that are happening um, around the world, in our society, and even in our church. So I, I enjoy it. I've been enjoying it. Go ahead. Why do you think it's so hard for people to have these type of conversations where they speak about real life things and situations? You know, I think sometimes people can't, they feel like... You know, just because you're in the church, sometimes you can't really have outside conversation and everything is really related to um, things that are happening in the church. Well, in real life, you are having these type of conversations. So why not have it in a more formal way, and on a show, just like this? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like the church is afraid to talk about real issues, especially, especially with everything that's going on right now? Yes, I would say yes. And uh, me, I was born in the church, so there are many topics that um, we didn't really talk about. But when I started to be more exposed with um, in my academic life and professional life, that's when I started to like identify certain things that are happening around the world. Okay. And I just wonder. Sometimes I wonder why we don't talk about these things. I know? think it's more of a fear. I think it's more of a fear. Um, and it's more of a, of, of approval addiction and painting this image. I think that's pretty much that's that's what it is and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, when it comes to, um, it's like this in life, there's choices that you make. But with, with choices that you make, basically, there's things that come with it and everything like that. It's like being a pastor or um, being a, a man or a woman of the community. You know, there's, there's success, there's greatness, but there is also things that come with success and I feel like a lot of times um, the reason why churches are so afraid to talk about issues is because there are things that come with it like for example Dr. Martin Luther King wasn't wasn't popular when he was alive when he was alive and everything like that um, he spoke against the Vietnam War and um, he, didn't, he didn't have too much approval approval rating excuse me approval rating but and, and also to a lot of churches didn't support him while he was alive as well too because he spoke against the, the war in Vietnam, um, which was a big taboo, you feel me? And when he died, that's when they supported him. Same thing like Muhammad Ali, they didn't support him as well too. Um, it was until like he started 
not talking, that's when they started supporting him more. So speaking of Martin Luther King, during the Super Bowl, they used one of his speeches to, I guess, sell Dodge cars. And then some people felt a way about that. But it was on the 50th anniversary of the speech. It wasn't the I have a dream speech. I forgot which speech it was. But then they complained about it saying that Martin Luther King wasn't a fan of capitalism and that they were using his speech to sell cars. But then Charlemagne was on the radio this morning, yeah. And then he was basically saying, what about the times when y'all put Martin Luther King's body, I mean, head on a rapper's body, and then y'all try to promote parties for Martin Luther King Day? Isn't that worse than what they were doing? At least they brought attention to the speech. Mm. So what do you guys think about that? Well, then again, I think it's it's Black History Day. Mm -hmm. I mean, a month. Mm -hmm. Black History Month. I don't really see... Well, maybe because they use it some, as something to just make money and stuff like that. But uh, I don't, I can't really say that there's something wrong with it just because it's Black History Month. But I mean, I could see why there would be concern about it. But I don't know. I just feel like this. I just feel like there just needs to be a little bit more, especially with Trump being in, in office now. Mm -hmm. Just needs to be a little bit more reverence a lot of our civil rights icons who has passed sure. away and also like my man congressman john lewis because they sacrifice a lot for us and the luxuries that we have today is because of them you see what i'm saying um we have a long way to go mm -hmm. um there are different there there are um injustices that are going on that we need to be vocal about we need to fight for um especially with this guy being in office but I just feel like we just need to be a little bit more reverent towards those who sacrifice. Because remember, these people, they, 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 they lay inside themselves. They got assassinated. They left their own comfort. Mm -hmm. And it was only 20% of them who did that for the 80% of us. So uh, there needs to be a little bit more respect. You know what I'm saying? Like the other day, I saw like somebody put like a hat in Martin Luther King's, um, um, I think, memorial. When he's buried with him and his wife, because they have like a, a a statue, and they put like a, a hat, uh, make America great again. Wow. You see what I'm saying? So. But Martin Luther King did help make America great again. He did. He did. But not in the sense I think that they're talking about. That's a fact. I want to give a shout out to a couple of people who's watching. I see Ernst is watching. I see Ruth Millius from Horb is watching. I see my man, um, um, Elder Euro Marcella. Shout out to him, man. He's always showing us love and everything like that. Shout out to Ernst. Last night we had a ball, right? We sure, we sure did. <laughs> I want to talk about that for a second. First and foremost, um, the Eagles Shout beat the Eagles. The Shout out e to Meek Mills. Yeah. Meek Mills. Yes, yes. The Eagles beat the Patriots. That's number one. And and number two, people need to understand that um, playoffs and season is two different things. You see what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you get, this is what you need to understand with, 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 with playoffs Playoff is about who wants it more. And because the Patriots felt more entitled based on the wins that they, they won, that they, that it automatically was going to win. Especially when the Giants beat them back to back to back. You understand? That's twice. You feel me? And also, too, I made a, a video that was trash talking over the phone, over Facebook. I called them. No one can answer their phone. They didn't pick up. Especially my homegirl, Crystal from Boston. You know what's love? I called you three, four times. 
you still didn't call me. Where's my phone call? You understand? Do you think a lot of people is rooting against the Patriots because of their connection with Donald Trump? Um, Tom Brady is a Donald Trump supporter, so is Robert Kraft, the friends with Donald Trump. That could be part of it, too. That could be part of it, too. And they're cheaters, too. They're cheaters, too. That's a fact. That could be part of it, too. You watch sports, Angie? You know? uh, no. Well, I watch soccer. Okay, that's cool. I think the World Cup is coming. Yeah, yeah for, for the girls, right? Yeah, yeah. How you doing? Well, the girls is in 2019, but the for the men, it's about to happen during the summer. Yeah, but they're doing, they're doing phenomenal and everything like that. Yeah, they're doing, especially the um, Haitian team, they're going. This this is, I think this is like our first time going, so. Oh, for the women? Is, yeah. Okay. This is a big deal. Wow. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Shout out to Haiti. Shout out yeah. to Haiti. Yeah. yeah, yeah speaking of women's sports, um, there was recently in the news where that doctor was convicted for molestation of the gymnastic girls. Yeah. Yes. So what do you guys think about that? I, you know, I found out about it um, just the other day when the father was in court and then the judge was asking um, him, like, do you want me to do anything? And then he just said, give me a few minutes to talk to this guy. And then he got physical. And no, 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 no. The way he connotated he didn't say let me talk to this guy. He no, said he said can you give me five minutes, like, to, five minutes to, to, to be in a room so to be alone so, so I can handle so I can handle him. Yeah. Yeah, he so, said it. Yeah. But you know, and wait, the judge said yes or no? No, no the judge just said it's unacceptable. Yeah. It's unacceptable. Yeah, unacceptable. It, I I didn't think the judge would say yes. Yeah. But um, I mean, I can understand why he's so angry. You know, to have your daughter in that situation. And was it just one? It was multiple. It was multiple. It was like three daughters. No, but it but it it was multiple girls, especially um Gabrielle Douglas' friend. I forgot her name. She also got um touched inappropriately by by him as well. So he needs to. I mean, it's over for him. I mean, he's no longer gonna. He needs to repent. You know what I'm saying? But they're gonna really do him dirty when he gets inside of of a prison and everything. But I'm gonna ask from a perspective of a woman, how does it make you feel? How how do you feel knowing? that all of these things are going on in regards to now we're not talking about you know when a woman and a man engage in sexual activity and it's and it's, and it's a mutual you know respect mm-hmm. you feel me but how do you feel about being a woman and a lot of these things are being exposed you know in regards to women being raped women being touched inappropriately um you know people of power it, it also goes on in church too you know what I'm especially saying? Especially in the workplace. Especially in the workplace too, you know what I'm saying? So how does it make you feel as well? And what do you want to say about that? What do you feel women should be doing more? You know, I I thank God for myself because I never had to go through these things. Okay. And it's not again, it's not because I'm worthy, but because God is good and it's okay. by God's grace. Okay. Um but I just wish that they didn't have to deal with these things for so long. I just wish that they knew how to speak um, earlier enough. Okay. You know, a lot of them they're going through a lot, and even in the church, like they're going through so much. That's a fact. They're so afraid to say, "Hey, this guy is, you know, molesting me." Yeah, it's so afraid what, for what, them to say. Why, why do you think that they're afraid because to say that? First of all, I think it's fear, and another thing is because of reputation. Intimidation. Yeah. But, but 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 my thing is that if 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 you are the victim, mm-hmm. what would you be fearful? I just wanted to ask if you if, if you are the one that got let's say example you got molested by your father. By my own father. Father, be an example. Why would you be ashamed 
to put yourself out there in regards to telling people I got a sh- I got molested by my father. Because it's just like it's just to be in that situation, just knowing that hey, my father molested me. It's just I can't even put it in words, but it's just like a terrible situation. I want to hear comments Facebook on that. If you got molested by your father, ladies, or molested by a family member, or somebody at church, or your coworkers. Why is it, this asking the good girls a question on Facebook, you can call us 347-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-572-8-393-
what's next? If I come out right now, if I tell somebody, if I go to the pastor and tell the pastor what's next? Wow. You know? Somebody just made a comment. Um, First Lady Rochelle, salute to you, my sister. She said, it's about embarrassment, acceptance, people believing you. So speaking up is one thing, but being judged by others is another. And that's why, oh yeah, why you said you agree with that? I agree I, with her. I, yeah, I agree because it's just like dealing with the judging. It's like not everyone will step in and help you to say, okay, what have you been going through? How have you been handling, handling it? But like some people would just like start talking. No one, and probably no one would want to talk to you at that moment when they find out. So they're going to go around and talk and talk and talk and judge you. But it's just, and you, you by yourself, it's, it's, they might come to you later on, but at that moment when it comes out, people are just going to judge and talk and talk and it's, and it's embarrassing. So I do agree with that. When they blame the victim, that happens right? a lot, yeah. victim shaming, it was like she came on to me and she knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. But today, like exactly today, I was talking to one of my coworkers and we was trying to house this homeless guy and... We went to uh, uh, went to an apartment and showed him an apartment and he was like, he's not feeling it, blah, blah, blah. Because several reasons, he was just like, he's not feeling it. And then I was like, okay, cool. So I came back to the office and I was speaking to one of my coworkers. And she's, and ironically, the the place that we showed him was right across the street from the school. From the school. And then when I got back, she was like, oh, he's a SO. That's code for sex offender. And she was like, and I was like, wow, really? And I'm like, you seem like such a cool dude. And she was like, yeah, I bet you he didn't tell you that. Like, he, he, he hinted at being in jail, but he never said for what. So there's a website, guys, just Google Sex Offender Registry, and all sex offenders have to be registered. So it's online. So he went through the wow. registry, and you could go by borough, you could go by zip code, you could go by first and last name. So we went by borough, and we looked up all the sex offenders in Brooklyn, and there he was. And they said that he raped a kid and a little girl that was nine, a little boy that was four. And I'm like, wow. That's facts. That's crazy. And, and this is why, you know, this organization, I, I was talking about this, um, the, the, which, which want to pass this agenda of making it okay for, um, it's called the North American Grown Men Young Boy Love Association. You, you surprised about that? Yeah. It's basically an association that promotes um, pedophiles. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Where grown men can be with little boys. Making it acceptable. In America? In America. How do you feel about that? That's not going to go far. I mean, it's not... You don't think so? No. That That's something that's been going on for years. Even if it becomes something legal... Well, it's not. <laughs> I don't so you don't so. think it's gonna become legal? No, no. I. I mean, I mean, fifteen years ago, people wouldn't think men and men and women and women would be married. Well, I think that's different. I, I, I. That's I, different. You think? No, when I say that's different, I feel like it's this thing. It's been happening since you know years ago, and like. I mean, um, it's been happening since Bible time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course. But this for um, pedophile to become something legal, I think it's parents would go like really angry so what about so what about when obama tried to make transgender bathrooms in public schools ironically trump came in he he took that out yeah but like obama tried to do that where like a little boy a little girl get to decide which bathroom they could go into but then again you're dealing with grown-up people at the same time 
you know, you, you, I feel like you're just dealing with grown-ups. Like, when it comes to minors, mm. I, I don't think it would be I, I, I have to add with this, right? I, I gotta go to this right here real quick, right? This mm -hmm. is an article, um, I was looking at this article today, it was, it's a big trend of topic too. I'm gonna show you right now. It was basically about, um, basically, it was about basically, I'm telling you what it is. It was basically about, um, you know how father and daughter dances that they have? Right. Basically, how they want to change it for, you know, transgenders and everything like that at a school in Staten Island. And they basically was outraged. They feel like, you know, that the um, LGBT, um, BTQ, um, 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 uh, LGBTQ, um, community. community is just taking it to another level and everything like that. We're not negating in regards to them choosing who they want to choose to be with. I understand that's your choice. Mm -hmm. You feel me? But they're just forcing upon kids to accept something that is not normal. Wouldn't you say? I heard recently. Sorry to cut you off. I know you're good, bro. I heard recently there's a um, a speaker, a speaker of the House of well, there's there's a speaker that just won. Oh, the speaker of councilman, like um, for city council, the speaker. Yeah. The person that won recently, he's gay and he has HIV. I was speaking to a client of mine about that the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, like," and I was like, "Yeah, it seems like the gays are winning right now." And then he said, "Yeah, elect them." <laughs> and I was like, in a sense, gays are making more advances in regards to rights and positions that blacks are. That blacks are. That's something. But when you have money, like I, said, like I said, when you have money and you come together with a purpose and a, and a cause, things begin to happen. In Freemason Street, you, you have to be able to satisfy both sides of your body. Oh, Freemasonry? Yeah. Wow. You have to be able to satisfy both sides of your body. And everybody has two sides, so you gotta be able to satisfy men and women, like dance and stuff oh. like that. Like that's why, like a lot of high power people, like they have sex with boys and girls. Like I was, I was watching this documentary the other day. This this movie about um the life of Paul, and I think the king at that time was Damascus, was his name? No, Paul no, was. No, no, no. Um, I forget his name. Whatever his name was, um, cause the one that Reuben worked for, Reuben was a priest, and then he was trying to trick Reuben to try to give him all of oh, the Christians. Oh, so, so, no, no, no Saul became Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I forget the Christian's name. Are talking about Paul that the, the, the persecuted Christians? Yeah. Yeah, Paul okay. the persecuted Christians. His, at first, his name was Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul. Yeah. And then he met um, Peter and... I forgot the other guy's name, but yeah, I was watching the whole movie, and then the king, he was like, he was like, bring me the girl, or should I take a boy this time? And he was laughing, and then like, he was representing the Roman Empire at that time, and I was like, it's been going on for that long. And mm -hmm. the other day I was reading something on Hercules, and it was like the list of lovers, and he had, at first they had a list of female lovers, and it said list of male lovers, and back then they called him a squire. Like, you know how, like, a trusty companion or trusty sidekick. That's where that whole sidekick wow. with, the, with the grown man and the little boy sidekick, that's where that comes from.
That's crazy. <laughs> um, my man, um, Freedance said, what's up? What's good, bro? What up, man? How you doing? Yeah, I remember did a good job last week, right? Yeah, shout out to Freedance. Facts, facts, facts. Um, I basically want to ask you, like, how you feel about everything that's being said? I feel like you're just absorbing it. You're just taking it in. I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm learning some new things, too. Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I read a lot. Like, I read till my eyes turn blurry and I just black out that's, sometimes. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So basically, the New York school cancels fathers and daughters dance to comply with the new gender guidelines. Hey. That's basically that's what it is. And um, like I said, you know, it's it's real out here. You know, we have to really fight for what we believe in. I don't know if you guys also to add too. Um, they're fighting for what they believe in. Too. That's a fact. That's why we have to be very very vocal. Um, how you guys feel about the the, the child who killed the pedophile and to escape sex? Now she's getting life in prison. How do you guys feel about that? First of all, facing life in prison because she was defending herself. Mm. Um, I don't think that's fair. And, I mean, I, we would all probably do the same, being in that situation. That's a fact. So why do you start a GoFundMe for her and get her a good lawyer? Because it would depend on the type of... It would depend on the situation in which ended up with her killing the man. Yeah. As in, like... If he was in the process of breaking her and then she killed him, then it would be self-defense or an involuntary manslaughter. How, how old is she? Mm -hmm. I think um, she's like 14, 15, something like that. Yeah, but I think, I think, I think they, 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 they will fight it, right? They can they repeal should, it, right? I, I think they should. They should repeal it. They should. She has the money, but she probably has a public pretender, like you were saying. That'd be, yeah, somebody who basically acts like a lawyer, but really not a lawyer, but a liar who basically is a pretender. To you know, to say that they they fighting for you, but really they're trying to get you prosecuted. Yeah. Did she have any proof, any evidence that the guy really tried? No, he did rape her. The guy did rape. The guy did rape her. It was a pimp, right? Yeah, a prostitute. prostitute. Yeah. I once I once had a conversation with a prostitute one time. <laughs> I live a weird life, but but how was the conversation? So, like basically, I was wow. like, I basically asked her like, why do you do this? Like, you know, and she was like, you don't understand my life. And I was just like, okay, like, explain it to me. So that's why I thank God, you know, because I'm blessed to have all these experiences and I can talk about it on the show. Since it's my show, I can talk about it, you know. Facts. <laughs> so, like, she, she basically said, like, when she was, I think, nine or 12, she got kidnapped. And they brought her down south. And then, like, it seemed like it hurt her to talk about it. Cause that's a fact. Because in between her talking about it, she started smoking, and then she was like, yeah, so basically, like, the guy took her away, took her, and then she was away. Because most time when they kidnap girls, put them in prostitution, they bring them far mm -hmm. to where, like, somewhere they don't know where they're at, and then they keep them there so there's not no way that they could really escape. The same thing as slavery, you know, when they took us from Africa, brought us to America, we didn't really know where we were, so some blacks escaped and ended up with the Indians, and you know how that goes. That's a fact. So... <laughs> So like they brought her there, and then she said like she escaped from that. She got she ended up with another pimp, and then another pimp, and then another pimp. Basically like pimping and hoeing is like all they know. So some of them like they call them runaways. I like the girls that run away from their pimps and they do it on their own. Or some of them they end up in a strip club because you get paid more money and it's safer. So like that's the life that they end up doing. Now, human sex human sex trafficking is real. It's really a big issue. Yeah, but the thing is. There's not a lot of people that's gonna like 
listen to them and try to help them. Ironically, like these are the same people that like the church shun, you know. Facts. And, and these are the same people that like Christ found refuge in. That's a fact. You remember the the prostitute that like bathed the she she bathed Christ's feet in her tears and she dried his feet with her hair mm. and she showed him more respect than the Pharisees did. I have to add to that. Um, there was a woman. Um, and I was talking to my friend about this the other day. Um. Somebody made a comment. You, you were about to say something about my, my, my sister? I was going to say about you. No, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And basically, the thing is that um, she used to be a big porn star, but now she's a preacher. So she's restored now. And they basically said, they, do, do, do they remember me defending her um, when she came? First and foremost, one thing I didn't appreciate was they invited to speak at the church. And because she used to be a porn star, and mind you, there are people in that school that give their bodies to have sex for free. Which one is worse? Which one is worse? I mean, I mean I'm just saying, you know it what I'm saying? It depends on who you ask. <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> today, I mean, she's getting paid with all those big porn stars like Jada Fire and right. Cher- Cherokee, the, you know what I'm saying? All those big porn stars. But, like, at the end of the day, like, she's a preacher of the gospel. She's restored. So because she used to be a big porn star, you can't invite her to come speak at the church, to inspire us to not go into that lifestyle. So that right there, that is too well with me. That's number one. Number two, she was trying to talk. And while she was trying to talk, people were being very disrespectful towards her. So I just went up in the mic. I was like, listen, all the respect, you guys got to let her speak her mind, say what she needs to say, because half of you guys are giving oral sex free anyway. She got paid for it. Let her speak. It's just a true story. That's a true story. That's a true story. That's a true story. So my thing is that I didn't, I didn't like that. And the thing is that she 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 was honored by that. And we we've kept in touch. And she's very big. She's a very she's been on TBN. She's been on a lot of the big Christian um, broadcast net, um, broadcast networks. Um, just telling her story of how God restored her. She's a she's married now. Thank God for that. Yeah, I mean people can change. Of course. Of people course. can change. People can change. God could take God could take a, a hoe or, or or a prostitute and turn him into a holy person. God can God can change anybody. Right. And That's Jesus, a fact. And Jesus great 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 was prostitute. Was a prostitute. She was a hoe. It is what it is, a prostitute, you know what I'm saying? Right. So like Gomer. So I mean, it is what it is. God can change people. If you want to be changed, you can be changed. I used to smoke weed. I could put myself out there. I used to smoke weed. I used to do things I was supposed to do, and God changed me. And I just feel like a lot of times, um, especially Seventh-day Adventist bougie people, not all Seventh-day Adventists, they just forget where God has brought them from. You see what I'm saying? And they feel that because they didn't have, they didn't have, that wasn't their, their, um, their, um, their weaknesses or their flaws that they have a right to look down on the person who is dealing with that. Right. But God restores. God restores, God changes people, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I, me, I, I believe a lot in um, training. I feel like in our church, we don't really train our people to understand that people do go through stuff while they're outside. And when it's time for them to come back in the church, you know, uh, that's why I really wish that we had more Christian therapists that deal with these services, you know, these, like, human trafficking and stuff like that. Because we need... You know, when they come back to the church, we need somebody who knows how to address the situation and talk to them. Wow. Um, I remember in my job, because um, I work with young people that dropped out of high school, 
and as we were talking and then we had um, a site visit and the person we were trying to tell the person that this girl is struggling to something and something and something and then she just started to and then she just told us maybe it's human trafficking and we're like how do you know and then she started to identify little things that you should you should see and a young person that can mm. give you an idea that they're going through something and that has to do with human trafficking. What would be signs um, for the people out there tonight? Yeah, like one of them could be like, let's say if you were a teacher and you're dealing with teenagers and they come to school with the same clothes over and over, especially if you if it's not uniform. So they're coming to school with the same clothes, mm. that could give you a sign. Mm. Um, another thing that she said, um, she asked us does she have an ID because they tend not to have an ID not sure why oh that's the easy one so when they get arrested they can't like book them and put them on the paper oh okay. yeah and then another thing is like let's say she's um oh the house how do you say it? house hopping it's like they would sleep in one area and then they they don't really have a just like the girl uh, i told you about earlier yeah. so they don't have somewhere to stay so stability basically yeah exactly yeah. and um uh but, but my thing is that if you're being molested by your father and people, this is a general statement, if you're being molested by your father, like what do you expect? You know what I'm saying? Like for example, there was this girl, I'm not going to you know, put it out there, she, she was missing for a little while. And she's with the church too. And the thing is that she was missing. And she kind of hinted at me, I got molested by my father. She's married now, so she's good, but I just feel like in, in the Christian community, um, especially Seventh Day Adventist Haitian, that when you talk about being molested, it's like a big taboo, taboo yeah. you feel what I'm saying? And, and, and it's hinted as if, and, and that's why now you see our young, that may be the reason why you see our young people now is committing suicide. Because we're not being, we're not, we're, I'm going to say this, we're not, we're not being real, we're not being honest with ourselves. And we're not willing to put ourselves out there to really reach out to those who are in need. But uh, again, what yeah. I, I want us to pay attention to is that although we are in church, although we're supposed to be the good people, you know, to deceive everybody, but not everyone, we're not trained to do with these situations. Believe it or not, we have to face it. Not everyone, like me, yes, I was born in the church, I grew up in the church, but there's so many things that I didn't know outside. So when somebody comes in, like when they come in the church and they're telling me these things, I'm like, what? And it, I would say like my my um, perspective actually changed while I'm in, like I, I started going to college and having like these real conversation, that's when I grow and try to merge it with my, um, spiritual life and but not but everyone we're not trained really to so, so my thing is that okay so how how should we be trained to target those kind of issues for, for a, a child or a woman who've been molested how do we how, how should the train how the church should be trained how should the church how should the church deal with that let's talk about solutions okay. what do you suggest okay first of all um pray that's it's fine. The, yeah, it's the main thing to pray. That's right, okay. Second of all, be honest. Be, yeah, be honest about your situation and be honest about the whole thing. And third, um, therapy's not wrong. You, you, People you, think that mm. we can pray, pray, pray about it, but they don't Without encourage action. people to go to therapy. If you're not equipped to deal with certain situation, 
encourage a person to seek help because they have other help outside. If you cannot deal with it, tell them, refer them somewhere to get the therapy. If you can find a Christian therapy, um, a Christian therapist, it would be even better. But it's okay to send them to see a psychologist. It's not wrong. Yes, we're praying. Yes, we're doing all of these things. But if we have to send them out for therapy, we have to do it. And if we have to, and um, my church started doing that a lot when, like they would invite professionals to come to the church and train mm -hmm. the church members mm -hmm. about how to address certain situations. Like um, we just have for the youth department, they, they're going to have somebody to come in and speak to the parents on how to raise their um, kids in America because it's a different culture from what they grew up in. So we need these type of things. You need people to come in the church and train people professionally. Yes, we're praying. But that that's that has yes. to be action. Yes, we have to take action. Right. I think I think they gotta be honest. I feel like okay, we all have thorns in our flesh, meaning that we all have our vices, we all sin. We might sin differently from one another, but sin is sin. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people they don't wanna admit that they're sinners. As in like one person could smoke, one person like is a drunkard, one person's a prostitute, one person has issues with porno, one person is fornicating but the other person that's just masturbating that they're better than the person that's fornicating and so like they have this back and forth people don't want to admit their issues because they're too busy talking about other people's issues especially in our church they'll talk about other people's families and kids and their kids be the one doing the same thing that's a fact so like they don't want to admit that their kid is doing wrong because they don't want to be the ones that's talked about and I feel like that's the, that's the issue. Everybody's trying to put on a front, you know? You put on your costume, you put on your mask, and you go to church, you put on a show. We all fall short from the glory of God. That's so, you, you know, you know that's, that's why we go to church, because it, it's a hospital, you know what I'm saying? For the broken. For the broken, but it's, it's also a, a place where we're accountable for one another. We are responsible for one another. We support each other. We build one another. That's what the purpose of church is. So if I fall in one area, you can help me and vice versa. That is the purpose and that intent. It's not about just having positions and looking good. Yeah, I got my position, but it's not about delivering, mm -hmm. but it's about building, encouraging, and uplifting. Adding to the situation, multiplying instead of subtracting and dividing. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, go on. Go ahead. Um, and another thing I, I think um, in our church, one of the forgotten groups, I would say, is, believe it or not, is those that were born in the church. Because they feel like just because you were born in the church, you don't struggle with anything. You don't. It's just like you're there, and it's just you know. Yeah. But um, and at the same time, us who were born in the church, I say yes, us because I was born in the church. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we could be struggling with anything. It could be small. It could be big. It could be like we're struggling with our spiritual life, and and then we will. We'll, come to church we're smiling with everybody we're doing praise team we're doing lesson mm -hmm. we're doing so many things mm -hmm. but then under there there's something but mm -hmm. people when they see us it's like oh you are born in the church you're good yeah. you know you're not dealing with anything what do you know about the world you know but then again we have to understand that there is some sometimes like us we would be exposed to the outside world and mm -hmm. we have to fix it you know, so I, I feel like this is one of, unfortunately, is one of the forgotten group in the church, I would say. Um, so this, yeah, they should focus on us. It's not only the people that are coming in. Um, yeah, they were born outside and they've, they've been doing so many bad things and they come to the church 
and then we just focus on them to help them change. But what about those that were born in the church and that are facing so many things? That's true. There's people that's born in the church that's that was doing dirt the entire time. Yeah. Like I could say that me for an example, I use myself. Um, I was in the church, but I was only in church on Saturday, Sunday to Friday. I was doing all kind of things. Friday night, I'd be in the club and. I wouldn't get home like five, six in the morning, sleep for like four or five hours, get up and go to church like nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. And I put on that front. And I know I'm not the only one. I'm just one of the first to admit it. And I went through a lot and I did a lot. Like I was somewhat of the prodigal son and I went through a lot of different experiences and those experiences helped me a lot. That's why I like spoke for the conference. I said that I do what's called real world ministry, which in, I speak about my personal experiences and I relate it back to the word in a sense that people can understand like a lot of people go through these things like a lot of people especially people in those high up positions that you put on this pedestal that you're like oh this person must have been in the word their entire life no like most of the people that are the best preachers and speakers are people that struggle the most the people that go through a lot you know especially people who like that you feel like is on the outside. Like me, for example, when I was on the outside, people would talk about me, but they wouldn't talk to me. As in, like, they talked about, oh, I see this guy posting pictures on Facebook in the club, and they would just laugh, but no one came up to me and was like, yo, like, maybe you should slow down. Maybe you should not do that. Or if you're doing it, don't make it that public, because you're just doing it in everybody's face, you know? Maybe Maybe I was, it's like, it's like maybe I was drowning, and at that time it was easier to fall to the bottom than to swim back up. And since no one was trying to pull me up, I just kept falling. But eventually I did come, because remember, a saint is just a sinner that fell down but got up. There's yeah. people that are still drowning that no one is trying to pull them up because yes. they feel like I'm not trying to get my suit dirty. Um, she basically says this, Alexandria says, Our personal experience will not be suited for everyone. However, our experiences will carry someone else. You're going to be someone's backbone. Sometimes people tend to forget. Um, I, I really agree with that. And sometimes we have the grown-ups in the church that went through a lot. But then they acted like life was so easy for them. And yeah. they, they were the perfect... Mm-hmm. young person in the church and they were you know they were the mm-hmm. best in the church but they don't understand that sometimes when they talk about their lives mm-hmm. with the young people they can tell like if they tell us listen we went through this too but i got through it i i did this i did that i think it would have been different but we just have all of them they're just telling us how good life was for them and it's like and then now they start making the young people feel like mm-hmm. oh maybe it's just me so I do agree with, with, you know, we could be the backbone of somebody. We can just tell them, hey, listen, I, it might not be the same situation for you, but this is what I, I've gone through and God brought me out of it, you know? Yeah. So I definitely agree with that. That's why I got a lot of respect for my grandfather because, like, he admitted to me one day that, like, he wasn't always the best Christian and that he got two women pregnant at the same time, his wife and the other woman he had on the side. And he was telling me, like, he got baptized at least five, six times trying to shake the devil off of him. So, like, he was honest in that sense. And I respect him because he's one of the few older people that, like, was honest with me, you know? It's all real. <laughs> That's why I always try to be honest with the kids in my church. Like, the other day, this kid was like, oh, 
I asked him a simple question. I said, I asked all the youth. I asked him, if if you was a youth leader, what would you do different? And this kid, like, I guess he was trying to be funny. He was like, oh, I would make everybody get money. I'll, I'll make everybody get money. And I'm like, how? He said, you know, we would sell them things. We would sell them things. I said, okay, which things? He said, you know, we will sell some things. I said, so which things? He said, weed, weed. I said, okay, so how would you sell weed? This kid tells me, oh, I would buy weed with my parents' credit card. I said, so you're going to buy drugs with your parents' credit card. Don't you think that that'll leave a paper trail? He said, no, no, no. I would go to the bank and use the debit card and take the cash out. I said, okay, fine. So how much weed would you buy? He said, I'll buy a lot, a lot. I said, so what's a lot? He said, I don't know. The most you could get, the most you could get. I said, okay, so you're going to just start selling weed and buy a pound? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, do you know how much a pound is? Do you know how much ounces is in a pound? Do you know how much a pound flips to? Do you know how to bag it? Do you know how to weigh it? Do you know what's going to work for you? Do you know where you're going to sell it? Do you know how you're going to protect your investment? Do you know how fast you're going to sell those things? <laughs> he was like, so, yo, I got, I got bros. I'm going to buy a gun. I said, okay, fine. You're going to buy a gun. You're going to buy a a new gun or a used gun? Because a used gun, it can have a body on it. Then you could sit up in jail for a murder that you didn't commit. If you buy a brand new gun, where you get it connect for a brand new gun in New York? You can, but at your age, no one's going to take you seriously. And then you could end up buying a gun from a cop. Then what? You're going to look stupid and your parents going to look stupid. And every time this kid was saying something, like it seemed like he was talking about things that he did not know. But because I had knowledge of that situation, I not only schooled him, but all the kids that was in the room. And they... Oh, was quiet. Then one girl just like, yo, just stop. Just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> then, but I thank God for those experiences because I could teach it to them. And, I, and at the end of the, because this was a morning lesson. At the end of the, that lesson, I said, listen, like everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to make a lot of money. I said, I live somewhat comfortably and I work hard. Like I tried the fast routes. None of them worked. But one thing I always did, I stayed in school. I stayed, I stayed in church, even though sometimes I was in and out, in and out, but I stayed in church, and I always prayed, you know, even Jesus Christ prayed every morning for God to give him direction, for God to give him strength, he knew without God, he was nothing, so you guys gotta understand that, I said, there's nothing wrong with going to school and finishing school and getting a good job, I think that's cooler, and, 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 and providing for your family and living good where you don't gotta look over your shoulder. I think that's more cool than saying, yeah, you got a gun, yeah, you sell drugs. Because mm-hmm. being in jail, not cool. Being in jail and getting raped by a guy, that's not cool. Being on papers, being on pro- probation and parole and somebody's calculating you going in and out, that's not cool. Being homeless, that's not cool. Those things are not cool. Fearing for your life every day because you're taking risk in the streets, that's not cool. Having beef when you really gotta handle things, that's not cool. And I've seen a lot of people that said, oh, I'm a gangster, I'm a gangster. I've seen a lot of people fold. I've seen grown men cry. And it's like, oh, you guys want to be cool, y'all want to be cool. Not everybody that say I'm a gangster want to live that life, they really want to live that life and they really about that life. They're just doing it to be cool to their friends. But most of the time when you get locked up, it's only two or three people that come see you, max, when you're in jail. That's a fact. That was a lot that was said. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, wow, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, anything you want to say about that before we go to the next topic? <laughs> That's a lot. Um, I want to go to this right here too. Um, we could talk about also to Trayvon's, today was Trayvon Martin's birthday today. Shout out to Trayvon Martin. Please up, don't shoot. Why do you think we should remember Trayvon Martin? 
Well, he started out with all of the, um, his death, I would say. He started the whole Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. movement. And um, I think this movement really gave us the opportunity to look back at ourselves and how we're, um, we've become victims in the society. Okay. Because a lot of times pe people would deny how bad it was. But with his situation, that's when we, our eyes started to be more open to address this situation. And it's still going on, but now I feel like we are able to talk about it and to stand strong together and to fight all of these, um, these things that are happening. Wow, you guys have hoodies and I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. yeah. I mean, it was a song by a bunch of rappers. Um, it's called We All Got Shot. And I felt that, like when Mike Brown got shot, like I shed tears for him, cause I, cause I know how that felt. Like people, like I seen people get shot in front of me. Like I remember, like my, my ears was ringing and my stomach was a knot, and I couldn't hear for a few seconds. It's like I know how that is. And like he got shot by police with his hands up and on his knees. And then Trayvon Martin, I, I drunk in Arizona this morning, you know, and like now, like I got kids and the situation is different. Like you yeah. know. Every time I hear about people getting into altercation with cops, I'm like, yo, like, like, I'd be happy for them to just say that, like, I got away alive. And, and that's sad to say because cops are here to, like, protect the innocent and, you know, like, I guess be guardians of the law. But sometimes some of them, with great power comes great responsibility. And some people, they misuse that power and it creates an ugly stigma. And that's what has happened in America with police, unfortunately. But I feel like these are things that we can't forget, and the fact that they keep happening are an ugly reminder of our history, our present, and our future. I think we need to change that. Me personally, I went through a situation with police, and I had to do that um, citizen's complaint board, and I went to mediation with police, and we sat down, and they basically lied. Mm. Like, they pulled me over on my way from school. At that time, I was studying law, and I had the CPLR, the, the Civil Law Proceeding Legislation and Statute Book, and they was like, oh, you're not the law, you don't know the law, we're the law. And they opened up my car, they pulled me out, they told me how I got this car, where I got this car from, was it my mother's or my girlfriend's, was I selling drugs, why I had a law book in my car, front, like I went to school, and, you, and he was like, oh, I was lying. It's almost like, I felt at that moment to keep it blunt with you, I felt like they wanted to basically kill me and take my car, because that's how they were moving. Ironically, at that time, I was going to school from 2.30 to 8.00, then working overnight from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. So like, and then when I went in front of the judge, they lied. Oh. They, 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 they said, oh, it was, a, it was a muscular black guy in a black mm. car, all black, judge, you should have seen it. We, we feared for our lives. So you three guys with guns, and I'm one black kid, college kid by himself, and you were scared? But that's what we deal with. Yeah, Judith said something interesting. She says that, I feel it's very important to remember Trayvon Martin because it keeps us from being complacent and comfortable in a society that does not value us. That's a that's a fact. Exactly. I agree one hundred percent. Yo Gotti said it. Yo Gotti said, I'm a citizen of a country that don't like me. Nice. Wow. That's real. That's real. And we have a lot of work to do. This is why we're doing a lot of community service. There's no real leaders, man. Because it's just like same thing, I go back to when I was watching the story of the disciples. They were ready to die. 
like James died, like they split his his throat right there. Like they killed Paul. Paul Paul died. Facts. Like he he was brought to the Romans by the Jews for blasphemy because basically he was doing the same thing that Christ was doing. So they said he was making he was he was preaching blasphemy, and they killed him. They killed Martin. They killed Malcolm. So it's like, are you ready to die for this? <laughs> like, do you believe in this this much where you ready to die for it? That's the question that you got asked yourself. And a lot of dudes are like, nah, I'm good. Some are in it for the attention. Some are in it for the fame. Some are in it for the money. But none of them is really in it for the cause. That's why no one is really willing to die for it. Because right now, we have no black leaders. How you feel about Farrakhan? Farrakhan, I feel like Farrakhan did a good job. Old, but Farrakhan is old. He's old. He don't got the same strength like he used to when no, he was No, of young. course, but I, um... He's old. He he made a lot of... Okay, perfect example. He did he did the second Million Man March, right? Yeah. On the, on the 25th anniversary of the Million Man March. But after he did that, what did he do after that? Like, yeah, you have a million men behind you. Why don't you make demands? Why don't you ask for something? Why don't you make a change? Like, you you have all that power. Like, Farrakhan had, had power, but he didn't know how to use it. I said, you, you got a million men behind you, bro. A million. Like, that's power. But do something with it. That's, that, that's like if I got a gun on me and someone's coming to kill me and I'm just like, okay, I got a gun. And the person just comes and kills me with, with their bare hands. Wow. I feel like, that's, that's, that's Farrakhan. So you basically, you feel that basically that he looks, I mean, I like what he's doing in regards to the nation of Islam. I feel like a lot of the brothers, they're, they're, they're right, they're tight. You know, they, they, they have families, they have jobs, they understand the power of the dollar and stuff like that. But it just understand that that's, that's for his nation. It's an entire nation. That's a fact. There's an entire country. I agree. And there's multiple countries of black people. I'm not I agree. talking about one guy you unite a small nation of his people. I'm talking about one black guy that's going to stand for every person of color. I agree. That's going to influence the generations. If not, he doesn't do it in his lifetime. It's going to influence the next person to come after him. That's a fact. Ludif says, how do you guys feel about community service versus social justice? I feel it goes hand in hand. Of course it does. It goes hand in hand because at the end of the day, we are empowering our own people. What we're doing here is, like I said, we're not against white people. We're not against Asian people. We're not against all types of people. But to see two black Haitian young men laying aside themselves, laying aside their pride and their ego to say, listen, let's do something. Let's make something happen. And I'm just saying this too, like, you know, we've got a lot of things done. There's a lot There's a lot of more things that we need to do. But it can't just be two of us. I remember the, the, the last time I spoke to somebody, he said, so what's next? What you mean what's next? Should I ask him what's next? What's next? What you mean what's next? Like, we've been doing things for the past six months back to back to back to back to back. And you was in none of the initiatives and stuff like that. What are you going to contribute? What are you going to do and everything like that? You see what, what I saying? dislike is when people say, yo, I support you, I like what you're doing. Okay, if you support me and like what I'm doing, show up. I don't see you. I remember this dude, I'm like, he was like, yeah, I'm going to be at the next one. I was trying, but I didn't know about the next one. I said, how you didn't know? He said, oh, I didn't see it. I said, I, I, I tagged you in a post on Facebook. I put on Facebook and Instagram. So, yo, I don't be on Facebook like that. I'll be on Twitter. I said, okay. I texted you the, the events a few times to your phone, and I emailed it to you, too. He said, yeah, you're right, you're right, that's on me. Now he don't even answer my phone. That's crazy. People are afraid. Yeah. It's always going to be the 20%. The 20% doesn't complain. It's always the 80%, ladies and gentlemen, the 80% who, 
who don't do nothing, the 80% who don't contribute, the 80% who doesn't help. It's always the 20%. So for all the 20%, I encourage you, I empower you to keep moving forward in everything. Like anything you want to say, my sister? I agree. I agree. 20%. Yeah. Yeah. 20%. So you mean, like, for example, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's, um, 5,000 people, it will be 2,000 people involved out of the 5,000. For the harvest is plenty, but the yeah, the two thousand, the two thousand, it'll be, it'll be, you know, a thousand, a thousand five hundred, five hundred fifty, fifty, fifteen, fifteen, five. It's always like that. That's what. That's why, for us, it's not about wasting time. We have no time to be wasting. Either you with it or you not with it. Either you on fire for God or you're not on fire for God. I'm not saying that you can't have fun. I'm not saying you can't go out and celebrate, but T.I. said something very important the other day. He said that, okay, you celebrate, you celebrate, you celebrate. What, like, when, when rappers, when, when entrepreneurs, they celebrate, they have a reason to celebrate. You feel me? They have a reason to go out and, 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 and have fun and, and drink with their with fellow colleagues. You understand? What are you celebrating for? We have nothing to show yourself for. You feel me? We celebrated last night, and that was just the beginning. But we have a lot of work to do. Like I said, you guys are not going to martin me. I'll mark you before that. Amen. <laughs> Anything you got to say? Um, you know, I would, the only thing I would say yes. is that um, even though sometimes people might not show up, that doesn't mean that they're not willing to step in. But we have to understand Do you that think so? I said that for. So community service, I would say, is definitely a ministry, right? Yes. It's a ministry. And, but not everyone have the how can I say it? The the tenacity. I mean, listen. Not, listen. That's not like not everyone have the tenacity. Or or the or the or the audacity. No, no, no. But okay, hold on. But, okay, what I'm saying no, is. But hold on. So I want to say something to you, Rooker. Right now, I'm just going to be clear. There, are people that give. People who give. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Oh, that's sorry again. How do you guys feel about what she said? The gift. Now nah, you, you gotta write the, the whole thing, Judith. I'm so sorry. Okay, so the, yeah, the, the the gift. But this is what I want to say. So sorry to cut you off. The thing is that if a person contributes, okay. that's something. Right. I'm not negating that. Mm -hmm. If you gave to a cause, like you see how with um with um Colin Kaepernick, a lot of these big artists they're giving to causes. There's nothing wrong with that okay. at all. So whether it's clear, give it to causes, but you don't want to participate, but you gave your money for a cause, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So, but, but our problem is, you don't give to a cause. Okay. You don't help a cause, okay. but you're the first one opening your mouth mm -hmm. and letting people know, this is what you guys need to be doing when you're, when you're not doing it. That's what okay. we're talking about. I got you. I yes. Got you. Um, yes. But what I was saying is that um, community service is a ministry. Yes. And, okay. Not everyone is really called to do it. So some people, the people that are really doing community service, they, it's like God called them to do it. And it's like they know how to do it. They know how to go around it. Whereas some people, they have other type of... No um, facts. You know, they have other type of community That's a service. fact. So you can't have... My only problem is, like you said, is if they're not getting involved, they're not doing anything, 
But then again, they complain. They complain about and, it. They're like, and, why did they do this? And they tell you what you need to be done. Yeah. As a day, you know what I'm saying? That's so what I if you're not, not going to step in, if you're not going to do anything, then that's a problem. But if, let's say, the person is um, congratulating you, the person is telling you how you're doing great, but then they can't, they don't really like step in. That doesn't mean that they don't support what you're doing. Sometimes it just might be it's not their call. Maybe they might but, have but, another call. But what? But what's the definition of support? The word support is a, is a verb, right? But sometimes support could be a verbal support. Okay. It could be a verbal support. Sometimes it could be, um, you know. So how many times, even in our church, how many times that someone could come in the church and they're saying, "Oh, we need to, um, we need so and so money because we need to get this project done." You have some people who would give the money, and then you have some other people that don't give anything. Not that they don't want to give anything, but because it's just not their part. You know what I'm saying? And some don't have to give. Yeah, so some of them they don't have to give, but at the same time, I'm just saying this. And some just, just don't care. I'm just, I'm just saying this in general, just so, not to make you don't feel bad about it. Like meaning, if somebody doesn't step in to support, don't just see it as. Oh, they don't want to support, they don't want to do anything. And then my only problem is when they talk bad about it. Not because they don't step in, not because they don't support, not because maybe they said they will support and don't. But my really, my biggest problem, I would say, is if they're going around and talking about it like we're doing a bad job. Like you guys have been giving. Like you get turkey, you've been giving out. You're gonna give clothes. Um, no, no, we 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 um, we gave clothes um, December and stuff like that. Yeah, but you guys are gonna have a drive. We're gonna have right. We're gonna give brand new coats. Right. August tenth. No, no, no. You, you, August, August. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's okay, bro. Yeah. February what? this Saturday. This Saturday at right. 920 Park Place. I'm preaching in the morning. We have a Black History Month service. Yes. The title of the service is the Thorn. Sorry, the Thorn in My Flesh. And from three to six, we're giving away brand new coats. Yes, and the thing is, I'm twenty Park, yes, Brooklyn, New York, and I have to between add New York Avenue and Brooklyn Avenue. And I have to add to, to the things that we got the coats that we got the coats from um, the office of the seventy woman of Diane Richardson. She wants to support us in what we're doing. It was from New York Coat Care, so shout out to New so York Coat Care for that and everything like that. So the resources are out there and everything like that. But continue what you're saying, my sister. Go ahead. Okay. But I think I was so in general. So, so, basically, so basically, you said that people who don't say anything but they see what's going on, that doesn't mean that they don't support. So just yeah, that doesn't mean if, they don't if support. you're complaining. My, my biggest problem is if is when you're doing something good, and then you find somebody who's saying something negative about it, just to bring the whole thing down. Because it happens. That you, happens to me a lot. You that happens to us a lot, but we, but we shut it down. Like you would look that at happens. What's wrong with you? Like this is a good thing. Why are you not? You know, because it's jealousy. Yeah, you know, That's and, right. and it's a lot. And I would say it's you know the devil. You know, in general, because you're doing a good thing. You know, but I would say more. Is it really the devil? Sometimes, sometimes can be the the person. I feel like that's why we we blame the devil in a lot of things when but, it's the person. But, I, I, I'll give you an example, right? There's a story. I'm gonna tell you a story because I used to always think it's the devil too. But I think if it's not of God, it's of the devil. That's, that's a devil. fact. But it's all, all you represent controversy. All you're being the devil. You you represent the devil. You wouldn't say that. Okay. I'm gonna tell you something. I'll give you an example, right? There's a story. This how I used to say that too. But there was somebody that told me something about free will. This pastor said, listen, now let me put you on. Yeah. This pastor said that there was the devil was outside mm -hmm. and the devil was crying. 
to the pastor. He said, look, I'm known for being a liar. I'm known for being this. I'm known for being that. That's true. I'm known, I'm known for bringing people to hell. But he basically says, he told the pastor, I don't, I don't force anybody to serve me. They willingly choose to serve me. I bring the opportunity towards them and everything like that. I'll give you another situation as well, too. Um, this person said this, too. Um, that there was a fence. This man had a fence. And, a, and the fence, they had two, two different sides, but the middle, right? Mm -hmm. The fence, he told Jesus, I don't want to go with you. Jesus said, okay, that's fine. Um, the man said to the devil, I don't want to go with you. The devil said, that's fine. Three minutes after, the fence in the middle, the devil said, that's my fence. Okay. So, so, so my, my point is that, the thing is that a lot of times we blame the devil when it's the person who's allowing themselves to be used by the devil. Okay. Because as God's children, we are stronger than the devil, right? Okay. With, yes. Now, oh, by the way, before I move on, yes, Judas, that, that's what I was saying. Yes. Not everyone has the gift of communion. What's up, Clifford? Salute to you, that's my guy. Exactly. That's yes. exactly what I was saying. Yes. But, um, so when I said the devil, yes. I, I, mean, I mean it this way. So we have two forces. We have the yeah. devil, mm -hmm. and then we have God. That's right. Right? These, it's like, think of it this way. It's like they're telling us, this is what you should do. This is what you should do. Yeah. Now you have the free will to choose what you want to do. Yeah. But both of them are telling you what to do. Now, if you are able to choose what God tells you to do, the Holy Spirit got into you, you choose what God tells That's you. That's right. That's a fact. Now, when you choose to do what the devil does, um, tells you to do, the devil really convinces you to do it. So that's really mean the devil. Although you're making the choices, but making the bad choice, the devil causes you to make the bad choice. If you make the good choice, the Holy Spirit causes you to make the good choice. So now it's just, it's you, yes, it's your free will, but it's like the devil convinced you to make that. So it isn't always, yes. But, 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 but it's not the devil forcing you, you allow the devil of to do course, it. Of course, it's not, it's not really about, I don't have to force you to, to, to eat. It's like, but eating is good for you. If I'm exactly, you, so, it, so, you know, basically, so you're basically saying that, but, but you allowed him. You allow by you allow him to be your master. So but that's that's my point. So so my point is clear. So my thing is not the devil. It's you allow the devil to use you. I would say it's you making that decision. No, but it's you allowing yourself to be used by the devil. That's what I say. You don't think so? I mean, he he was tricked. It's like by God too. A perfect example, right? A yeah. perfect example would be in the book of Genesis, right? Yeah. The devil tricked Eve, but Adam sinned. Facts. As in, Eve was tricked, but Adam did it willingly. That's a fact. So that's the difference. Some people are tricked, some people do it willingly. That's facts. And Jesus Christ died on the cross and said, forgive them, Father, for they not. That's facts. So it is what it is. It is what it is. I, we just we moving forward. So let's, what's closing thoughts? Oh, this is closing thoughts. Um, this is what I wanted to basically say. So basically, um, we just want to just make a charge. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be partnering with Hebron soon, and I want to just thank God for that, and also... If you want to partner with us, because I know you're official, you're about your business, <laughs> you and your brother, definitely we would love shout that. Shout to Ebenezer Church, shout to Pastor exactly. Jean G. Law's doctor. Exactly. Doctor, yeah. Yeah. Because, 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 because the real word is, is, is a movement. That's what it is. It's a movement. And we just got to just be clear that we could not do nothing with, you know, we, 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 can't, we can't do nothing without you guys. The Facebook family. We can't do nothing without, you know, the churches. You guys are the driving force of what we do. We're just going um, further forward. So we're going to be meeting this Friday. 
um, at the rehearsal to discuss um, there's resources out there, there's money that we need to collect to make things happen. So we need people to come out. For those who want to participate in what we're doing, regardless if they want to put money or they want to come out to the different or give ideas for different initiatives, we definitely need you guys to do that. So for those who are interested, please, like I said, you're not, we're not waiting on anyone, but we want people to join because we need to make it happen. So for those who are interested, inbox myself or inbox Ricard or you can holler at Sister Noel. Um, so that's name, right? Sister Noel, who is um, who is about her business and everything like that. Also, too, um, Hebron wants to donate about three hundred to four hundred dollars. We ask the churches to donate for the cause for the end of this month as we pay for homeless people. Um, you could be hundred, fifty, twenty doesn't matter. Last year, myself and Patrick, we paid for over a thousand homeless people to eat food, whatever they want is on us. We ask them for people who want to come and participate, come and participate. Give what you can. For th- My birthday is coming up, so I'm going to need everybody to donate $5 to the real word. Yeah. Because the cause, yeah, yeah, t- yeah that's a cause. You know, you know anybody who, when they have their birthday as a cause? Yeah. The cause is to donate to the real word. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $5. You have this donation, you donate your birthday. Yeah, yeah. But, well, for my birthday, I want you guys to, everybody to give Ricard. Forget me, because I'm not about by myself. But if you see me, I'll give it to him. Five dollars for the real word. So if we do the math. Let's, let's do the math real quick. So let's say, for example, 100 people. I'm, I suck at math. I was in the math. 100 people get five dollars. That's five hundred dollars. Oh. <laughs> I got I got five thousand friends on Facebook. I need everybody to give five dollars. Just five dollars for my birthday. Don't even give it to me. Give it to Ricard because let me tell you something. Ricard has been making a lot of major sacrifices for this ministry. We thank God for him. He's very selfless. He's about the work. So guys, give Ricard G. Noel $5. You heard? $5 so we can make things happen. Um, what else? What else too? Oh yeah, he's preaching too um, Saturday. So guys, come and support him. I'm going to be there supporting him. 920 Park, Park Place. Place. Come through. Brooklyn, New York. And also to Avenue mm-hmm. and New York Avenue. is located at the Hebron SDA School yes. building. That big creepy building on New York That's Avenue. That's a fact. That's a fact. Everybody knows. It's, it's, we call it like a haunted and house. And you can take the ARC train That's a fact. to Nostrand. Or you can take the bus. You can take Uber and Lyft. Um, yeah, carpool, whatever. So I just want to see you. Um, we're having Masuka. She's going to be singing. Sing. Samuel Tucson gonna sing the yeah. Jordan River Youth Choir is singing. We also giving away three hundred brand new free coats. And also too, the people of the church can also receive it too. So is that gonna be a problem as well too? Whoever you know that needs a jacket, that needs a coat, and they're fresh. They're brand new coats. Facts. Brand new coats still in the plastic, and they're free. Um, we're not gonna put a limit on it, but don't come there trying to take fifty coats because it's one no. each person. But like if you got a family, we got all sizes, all colors, and it's free. Free, brand new. We Definitely. also got some leftover um, other clothes that we had from the winter time. So we also have um, women's and children's clothes as well that we had left over. We donated 12 bags of clothes in December, but we still have a few left over. Thank you to Jordan River for the overflow and everybody else that donated. Um, the clothes and the toys, we gave away, I think, 130 toys to the homeless shelter yep. in December. Shout out to Naomi for organizing that. It's a fact. Um, 
we're just gonna keep going. Shout out to Franco Haitian. Um, for all their support, Gas Mayor, Jessica. That's a fact. Um, my twin, Jonathan, um, and everybody else. Everybody that's just Definitely. supporting. Everybody that's been holding us down. Everybody that's been pushing and pushing and pushing. You can donate to the show if you want. www.gofundme.com backslash the real word, as in word, W-O-R-D, the word of God. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this before, two days before, before my birthday. Guys, give Ricardo $5 or put $5 in. You want to donate more? Donate that because if, like I said, well, uh, how much? Hundred people giving five dollars as well. Five hundred. <laughs> so we need people to donate. I got five thousand friends. He has a lot of good friends. You have a lot of good friends. Donate to our cause. Just five dollars. Also, to like I said, Friday, meet with us after Quaver Hebron so we could discuss. Cause we're gonna be making some major moves. We're gonna do some big drives coming up. It's about you, if you think last year was a movie, this year is gonna be a documentary. This year right here, we're going to take it to the next level. We want all churches to come together. Remember, I got to just say this before while you say your part. This is not about me. This is not about Ricard. This is about, we're leaders. We're all leaders. This is about a movement to inspire all churches. It don't matter if you're, you know, of course we're seven Adventists. It's not only the churches, bro. The, the, the community. The real word is about the whole entire world put together. Exactly. The local has both sides. Exactly. The people outside and people inside. So... We represent the people that are left out, the outcasts, That's a fact. people that doesn't generally fit the mold, you know? So, like I always say, people in church call themselves, people in church call people that's outside circular. And I said, so what does that make the people in church? Squares? So, let's not be, I'm done. Let's not be, let's not be squares, okay? Let's help everybody. Because the world is a circle. Everything you throw comes back. So let's make the world a better place. I just want to say that you guys have, have been doing a lot of good jobs, a lot of good stuff. I've Where's been God? following you guys. Jobs in a Jamaican. Um, <laughs> but this is really good. And I just wish that you guys could actually go around other churches and actually motivate them. Definitely. Because, um, you know, like we have so many young people that they don't know how to serve in the church. Okay. But I think this could Really go big in the, do, do, the do, 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 do you want to help us with that? Sure, oh, my, my pathfinders would be we could do my young yeah. people, all of us. Yeah. Okay, so you know what? Let's do you know what? We start with Ebenezer. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So tell your people Ebenezer so we, 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 when we can get back, when you can get back to us on that. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Definitely, so we could decide to and introduce Shout out to Angie, because she invited me to do my first motivational speech. Oh, yes. That was oh, really you did good. that? <laughs> yes, but that was so good. Okay, so and you're serious. Let's talk about that. Okay, okay, so, so the thing that. is that we can all sit down, and we could plan to talk to different churches, have AY. Yeah. Not only churches, to like different schools, different kids, you know. And even, you go. remember, the kids that you spoke to, yeah. these kids, some of them are looking to do a lot of community work. So even if it doesn't have to be a church like you said, yeah. it could be like within a community center that are working with young people, and you just say okay, um, and they have a lot of a lot of community um, areas that would be so open for you guys to come in and do some community works. Some departments, believe it or not. Now believe you. No, I agree. It's like they would, they would love it if you guys. No, I agree. And tell them this. I agree. Do some community no, I agree. So they have and we got the uniform, so we, yeah. could, so we just go so out and tell, wear the hoodies and tell them about 
the ministry and you know we will yeah yeah we got yeah, yeah. we got the tools no i agree i agree so i think you guys should definitely start doing that reach out to many more people it doesn't always have to be the people in the church it could be other people the politicians every yeah everything it could be anything okay it could be anything. you know what we could do we could go to the mall with the hoodies on and then just stand there yeah. being like oh what's that hoodie here? it looks nice i like it like yeah we can hand out like pamphlets and then talk to them about what we do and then you know network. That's fine. We'll, we'll go to networking after work stuff. You know, I'm most of them are like ten, fifteen dollars. Yeah. And then we just network with people because this is a company. It's a brand, so we can try to build. The That's a fact. Try to get people to invest because it's literally a startup, and, and we see what, where this where it goes. Yeah. You know? And fact. I tell you, the young people, especially now. I don't know why I, now I'm so I feel like I'm so addicted to Pathfinders and, and stuff like that because it's I just oh shout out to Andy she a master guy <laughs> yes I'm a master guy now but I feel like um you know when you really learn about young people and you start working with them more you feel like they want to do so much if, even in the church it isn't always sometimes you know they just sit in the church in the afternoon and not doing anything but it's just like be creative tell them to do something different like one day I remember I took them. They walk on this certain park with you without free water, and they enjoyed it, you know? So this is, I feel like this is something that you guys can take. No, no, no definitely, think, definitely. We definitely need a woman yeah. like yourself and, you know, to help us with that. It could go big. No, of course. Yeah. And we will, you know, once we give credit. So it was real, guys. Um, so, I'll pray. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Father, we thank you for this moment yes, of time God. where we could thank go you, before you and we could speak about real issues that our brothers and sisters are facing. Yeah, God, I ask you to order our steps. Help bless us with the spirit of discernment. Help us to listen to you and to answer your call. Help us to do your work with all our hearts, Lord. Bless all those that watch the show and that's been supporting the show. Bless all our guests that we had thus far. Help us to continue to do this work. And we ask you to bless this ministry and to bless our homes. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 So we thank you all for watching us tonight. Um, we thank you for continuing watching. We thank our guest, Angie. Thank our co-hosts. Pastor Sandra Camo that's always here with us. Shout out to you, the viewer and the supporters. Um, go donate, go fund me, backslash the real word. We'll put that up. Mm -hmm. And we thank you all. We'll see you again next week, same time, same place. Thank you all. All right. Yeah.